All right, so I'm doing something that I wasn't gonna do, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So if you missed my free workshop yesterday, Productivity Beyond the Planner, I'm sharing the replay right here. And this is gonna be an opportunity for you to take some notes, to press pause, because in real life you couldn't press pause, and to comb through everything, absorb it, and understand what in the world is she talking about, right? How does this apply to me? You're going to hear me coaching someone. You're going to hear me just breaking things down that I haven't broken down on the podcast until today. So my prayer is that this would be a massive blessing that you would really lean in and that you would be 100% ready for the transformation that's on the other side of this workshop, that you would do the work and that you would be bold because breakthrough is coming. It was good and I'm excited to share it. So as excited as I am, I hope you're excited to tune in. Without further ado, productivity beyond the planner. Here you go. What's up, y'all? We're here. I can't believe it. I'm so glad you're all here. There are like 50 plus women who registered for this event, and I'm so pumped. I really could cry. I probably will. I shouldn't, though, because I have makeup on. (laughs) A bunch of my friends are here. I'm really grateful. I'm very grateful. Thank you, everybody, for showing up. So we're all out here working on our relationships with the Lord. So I'm glad we get to do it together. Who here is like a time management expert who excels in that area? I didn't. Historically, I did not. I was that girl who I had a really pretty planner, Lisa Frank, stickers everywhere, right? Like beautiful markers. And then it was basically my doodle board because I didn't really see things through. And the thing about that was in my head, I was doing great, but that's mainly because like my friends love me so much. They wouldn't let me down. They would just pick up my slack. You know, they honestly did. My coworkers did the same. And it was one of those things that over time I started to realize for myself. And when I became more aware of it, I was like, I was already saved. Praise God. But I was like, Lord, what would you have me do? What would you lead me to focus on? Because if I haven't figured it out, like I need some help and, um, and I'm not doing it on my own because I've already tried that. So there are a number of ways that the Lord has refined me and really helped me to do what it is that he's leading me to do here with you all. And it was really trial and error that, that led to this. So What I want to do is just give you some encouragement because it's not always going to be like this, especially if you're here. Like, I know that you want to do things differently. And I'm confident that the Lord is going to put the right people in your path, give you the right tools, give you all the things that you need, the support, help you really find those pockets of time where you can can do the things that need to happen. And He wants you to do it in ways that glorify him, that honor him, right? He doesn't want you to be doing it in your own strength. He wants you to do it relying fully on him. So I want to open up with prayer. And um, the, the verse that I've really been meditating on is actually coming out in Friday's episode. So with that said, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek, okay? 
And we're going to talk about um, really what this means as we think about productivity beyond the planner. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and open up to Jeremiah chapter 17. And we're going to just go right down to verse number five. Okay. This is what the Lord says. I'm in the NIV. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So if you're trying to bear some good fruit, the way to do it is to put your trust in the Lord. The way to do it is to have your confidence in him and not to be walking by your own strength, right? It says here that the man who, who draws strength from mere flesh is actually cursed, right? So if you find yourself doing things in your own strength, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. And I'm sure I didn't have to read you that verse to tell you that. You see it all the time, right? But it's a really good reminder that the Lord already knows what we're going to do. He already knows our tendencies. Okay. So I just going to pray over our time together and we're going to dig in, probably give you about 45 minutes worth of good stuff. Maybe a little, I'll try to be as paced as possible and how I deliver, right. And how I speak. Um, but I'm not going to keep you past 2 PM my time. So we're going to dig in Lord God. Thank you. Thank you that you're bigger than all the things that worry us. Thank you that you're bigger than all the things that are temporary. Thank you that you love us, that you see us, and that you're with us. Thank you that you are just so faithful. There have been times when I've been tempted to take my eyes off of you, Lord, and just focus on the circumstances, but that's not what you want. You want us to be fully reliant on you, to be trusting in you. And sometimes you let us go through things that are painful. Sometimes you let us go through the inconvenience so that we can draw nearer to you. You're waiting for us. And so I just pray that each of these women would slow down and approach you with confidence, that they would remember that you are a God who loves them, who knows every single thing about every single thing, that you are concerned with the details, and that even when we think we have the best plan, I pray that each of us would ask you what you want us to do and how you want us to do it, that we would surrender our plans and pursue you, your plans, and that we would do so with a joyful heart, remembering and always standing on the truth that you are for us. Thank you for each of these women. I pray a special blessing over their families and those who are catching the replay. I pray that you would just give each of us peace, that you would walk alongside us and that we would be encouraged and equipped to do things that are honoring to you and that are led by you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I have a lot of notes for you. So here's what you're going to learn. You're going to learn how to rethink productivity and time management. Okay. You're going to learn the three core systems that you need to reduce anxiety about your to-do list and to get more done. 
You're going to learn how to create sustainable systems that lead to improved productivity. Okay. And then you're going to learn the three simple tools that you probably already use that when you really properly maximize on these tools, you actually see that the overwhelm will be reduced. There will be a lot more confidence, a lot more peace. Okay. So what causes you to feel anxious when it comes to productivity or even just time management? What are the kinds of things that, that make you get all worried? I'll read off the first three for the sake of time. So overwhelm, not knowing where to start. Okay. Prioritization. It's a big one, right? Fear of forgetting something. Oh my goodness. Let me guess, Paige, you probably have a lot of little sticky notes everywhere. To-do lists that, that continue from your journal to your planner. Not sticking with it, right? Everywhere, not knowing everything, not knowing where to start, starting too many at a time. That's another one. Yeah, these are all really, really common. Honestly, I've, I've suffered through each of these things, right? Thinking steps, 10 steps ahead, that anxiety, right? Trying to be overly prepared. Fear of failure. There are so many things that cause us to take our eyes off of God. There are so many things that cause us to just try to do things in our own strength. And honestly, what I have found from my personal experience, as well as from working with my clients, is that there are opportunities for us to really trust the Lord. But because we want to make sure that we are safe, because we want to take it into our own hands and just be absolutely certain that I'm going to be okay, we do things in our own strength. And it's a really bad, bad habit. Okay. No condemnation. I love you. With that said, there's another way to do it. So let's first define productivity. I like to be on the same page about definitions. So write this down in wherever you're taking notes. Hopefully it's in a, an organized place. It might be in the notes section of your beautiful planner. And if you have a journal, it might also be in your journal. So wherever you're writing, write this down. What is productivity? Productivity is the state or quality of producing something from start to finish, right? You don't actually produce something if you don't finish the thing. So productivity, taking something from start to finish and producing something or a quality, all right? What is time management? Well, time management is the idea that you can manage time so that you can get things done, so that you can actually start something and then see it through to finishing. The problem with that idea is that you don't have power over time. Time exists on its own, okay? Time is gonna be there whether you do the thing or not do the thing. It passes, right? Even if I would have never pursued life coaching, I would still be 34 today. It just is what it is. Personal management is where you wanna be. All right. Managing yourself. Okay. Now, when you think about managing yourself, there are some tools that help you to do that effectively. All right. The thing about tools is that like anything, we sometimes idolize the tools. So we don't want to give the tool too much power. We want to use the tool to help us move in the direction that the Lord is taking us. Right. So we're going to pause for a second and I'm going to ask this question because the workshop is called productivity beyond the planner, right? Why beyond the planner? Why not just a productivity workshop? Well, 
so many of us, and I kind of alluded to this at the beginning, but so many of us make plans, we write them down, but the struggle is in executing. And sometimes not so much the execution. It might be crazy. It might be a real chaotic execution, but executing effectively, right? In a way that honors God, in a way that is honoring who God made you to be, and in a way that helps you do the thing that he's leading you to do in the way that you would best do it. So they become empty promises. The plans basically become ideas that never came to life, right? So what does this do? It negatively affects your self-confidence. How many of you have kind of doubted yourself because you have a pretty poor track record of seeing things through, right? It diminishes your ability to trust your own integrity, right? You no longer are a woman of your word, even though you want to be, right? And it leads to a lack of accomplishment or a sense of fulfillment each day. So you, you end up feeling guilty or feeling heavy, still worried because the thing gets carried over, right? When is this going to get done? I know, I've been there. And that's not a way to live, right? So how do we actually live beyond the planner, be productive, be producing the thing from start to finish that we're supposed to be doing beyond the planner? And how do we do it and stay consistent? There are three core systems that every person, I believe, no matter what your vocation, no matter what your family structure, no matter who you live with, I think you benefit from this, these three core systems. Okay, and before I get into what those are, we're going to talk really quickly. What is a system? A system is basically a set of things it's like procedures or processes, right? Could be principles that lead to something getting done, right? They produce something. A system is a set of things that helps you to produce something, right? Kind of like a framework or a method, okay? You have your own method. People say there's a method to my madness. That means that there is some system, even if there is a lack of system, okay? You might not have it, you know, so structured, but the way you do things is essentially your own system, okay? It might not be the best system, but we'll get into that, okay? Routines can be part of a system, okay? A routine is basically a sequence of actions that you follow regularly, like a fixed program, okay? And again, it can be part of a system, right? Now let's talk about these systems. The first system you need, but you before I even do that, what do you think these systems are? What would you say is like the most important system? Let's see in the chat. What's your system? The first thing you thought was a planner. Okay, a planner is a tool. It could be part of a system. A planner is a tool. Use the tool in your system. So what's a system? What's like the best planner, by the way? Horatio printing, beautiful, high quality, literally so sleek, except for this LOL Big Sister doll sticker. <laughs> so sleek, 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 sleek. It's giving me posh spice. All right, right? <laughs> Throwback, I'm aging myself. So the number one system you need is a support system you're probably not thinking that way because you're still thinking about what you can do, right? You're thinking about 
how you can do the thing. The first system you need is a support system. Galatians chapter six, verse two, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. I was having a conversation with someone and what they thought was that anytime somebody throws something at them, they're just supposed to deal with it, right? When people dump on them, they're supposed to bear that person's burdens. That's not what that means, right? We're supposed to be doing life with one another, keeping each other accountable. We're supposed to be supporting each other, okay? Carry each other's burdens and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. All right, so your walk with the Lord is first, first and foremost, and it should inform your priorities, okay? So the number one person in your support system is gonna be the Lord. And I say that very seriously because many of us are in the habit of running to our friends, our spouses, and the people who we physically see in front of us when we have problems instead of running to God first. And it is not what the Lord would have us do, if we're honest, right? So the first person in your support system is God. Second, family and friends make sense. We do life with them, the intimacies of things happening, going on and all that, right? Not everybody has this. I want to acknowledge that. Okay, so this means that it's up to you to really identify, pray through this, all right? Take it to the Lord and ask him to show you who those one or two people are who can, at the very least, be a soundboard for you, right? Who will provide wise counsel. And in my humble opinion, who will point you back to the Lord? Because I have had those friends who I love so dearly, who had known me forever, forever. And we grew up together. We were friends for decades, right? But they didn't know the Lord. So when I, when I brought my issues to them, their response sometimes wasn't very aligned with the fruit of the spirit. Okay. So sometimes I was led away from the Lord by someone I trusted. So we have to just be keeping these things in mind, right? When you're going through something hard, you always want someone who's going to point you back to the Lord to be one of the first people you go to after God. Another person who is really important to keep in your back pocket, if you don't feel like it's taboo, if you are bold, in my opinion, again, is a mental health professional. Many of us are struggling with anxiety. Some of us are struggling with depression. Some of us are struggling with other things that we don't even know because we don't know what we don't know. And a mental health professional will support you in a safe space, right? They will have boundaries, right? And they will help you to really work through those big feelings and start processing things, okay? One of the things that I started to get when I got into life coaching was women who were coming to me in lieu of a mental health professional. And it made me realize it was easier to go to a coach than it was to go to a therapist because of the taboo around it, because of um, just, you know, belief systems that are that aren't very beneficial, truly. So what I want to say, first and foremost, is that God is the ultimate healer, right? Jesus is the doctor. The Lord has also given us each other and some of those other people that he have given us our doctors and medical professionals and your physical health is just as much health as your mental health. So 
definitely don't be shy about asking for help when you need it. Okay. And if you need a recommendation, reach out to us, hello at herrenewstrength.com. We can look around and connect with our resources, uh, see if we have some someone in your area. And if not, try to get you connected with someone who can. The next part of your, your support system is the local church. If you're not in a local church, I want you to pray about that. I really want you to remember how important it is to be gathering with other believers in person, okay? We are moving past the pandemic and it is such a blessing to get together with our brothers and sisters in Christ, to be praying over one another, to be fellowshipping with one another and to be accountable to one another, right? So if you are not already in a local church, then reach out to us. We can help you find one. If you're having some trouble, please ensure that they are a Bible-believing church. I walked into the first church I ever walked into in California, and God help me, when we heard the man say, Mother God, we both looked at each other and we dipped. We didn't do our homework, okay? And we knew full well that all those happy songs they were singing had nothing to do with God's word. So be careful because you might end up in the wrong place. All right. This is a true story. My husband and I both were like, we got to go right now. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Last person in your support system, a coach. Hi. My name's Eric. I'm your Jesus loving Puerto Rican life coach. And what are we doing? What are we doing? You know, there's always going to be this temptation to do it yourself. And you can, it's going to take you more time. It's going to stress you out. All right. And who knows if you'll make some progress. I know that I spent many years trying to figure things out on my own. So much pride in my heart. The Lord is just doing away with that. And, um, you know, I think the benefits are so much bigger than what your fears might be about a coach. So if you have never worked with a coach, take a second, pause. What are your concerns, right? I have a coach. I have had several coaches, right? And so many of my friends here, we all have the same coach. We have the same coach and she loves the Lord. And she just be preaching in the middle of her session sometimes with us. So it's great, you know? If you are considering coaching, here are some benefits. Coaches provide guidance, right? They provide strategy, accountability, and support, okay? So if you have been thinking about that, always be at least willing to knock on the door and say, hey, what is this coaching thing about? How can I maybe learn a little more about it? The worst that'll happen is I'm not taking clients. And I'll point you to someone who is, but I am. So come on over. A planning system. This is your next system. The planner is part of the planning system, but it's not the system, okay? A planning system is a system that helps you to organize, to prioritize, and to assign and execute, okay? Now, if you think about the ARC method and how I teach when I'm asking you to like understand let something go and create something new. There are three steps of the ARC method. A for assess, R for release, 
C for create, okay? So in your planning system, step one, you need to sit down each week and know what you're gonna prioritize, when you're gonna do those things and how you're gonna communicate your yeses so that they are yeses and your noes so that they are noes, okay? I'm asking you to plan how you're gonna communicate. Understand that, okay? Some of us are in the habit of reacting to people because we poorly communicate, right? It starts with clarity, understanding what it is that you need and what you're trying to do. So when you sit down as part of your planning system to assess, you're going to sit down each and every week, every single week. I do this every single week. I've been doing this for years and I'm, you know, I'm a time management coach and I still do this. It is a non-negotiable. All right. So be clear. What are you prioritizing? What is first and foremost? I have a four-year-old and a, a now two-year-old. And every morning when they try to do something else, I ask them, what are your first things? Did you do your first things? My daughter hates it. She's like, why do I always have to do first things first? And I'm like, you know, they're first for a reason. I don't want to smell your stinky breath. I can't have you going outside in your underwear and we need to get your hair in order. So first things first, those are your first things. I don't even ask her to make her bed. She gets upset about brushing her teeth every single day. Anybody else? <laughs> I don't understand. Doesn't make sense. So we have our first things, right? That's what you prioritize, your first things. If you're prioritizing anything else, your system is faulty. All right, sit down and plan your week, right? The first thing you're going to do is identify your priorities, and then you're going to identify when you're going to do those priorities, okay? When you're going to execute on that. And you're going to also prepare your yeses and your noes and how you're going to be communicating that, all right? After I go through uh, these three systems, we're going to announce some winners for door prizes. So exciting. We're getting through it. Step two, release, release. You need to identify what you need help with and you need to identify what you're going to delegate, okay? Because you know that you can't do it all. What are you doing? What is someone else doing? And what are you just going to let go this week, all right? It's not always going to be the same thing every week. Some weeks you might have a little more capacity to do all the housework. Some weeks you might have to ask for some help. So that's why every week you sit down and you do this, all right? Release what you are not gonna do. Bless it and release it. And be okay that someone might do it different. I think that's sometimes what keeps us from asking for help. Well, they're not gonna do it as good as I do it. No offense, but you're probably not the best at it. There's probably someone who does it better, right? And that's okay, because we're not out here trying to be the best at every single thing, right? The Lord didn't create us to be that way. He created us to be in community and to be honoring him and glorifying him in everything, even in our housework and especially in our homes, right? So release the tasks that you are not going to be doing. And don't feel like you need to micromanage either, because that's not healthy. 
if you have a problem with someone coming through on their commitments, it's a communication thing, right? We're going to get there. So identify what you need help with, what you're going to do, and then what someone else is going to do. And you're going to release the things that you're not going to do. Okay. And then you're going to create, you're going to create a plan to help you meet your time commitments and your energy commitments. Okay. I'm going to give you one super important tip. Do not underestimate the amount of time a task will take you. Instead, give yourself more time. Okay. You might be tempted to think that mopping your whole house is going to take 20 minutes because you're just mopping as a Swiffer, right? Like you're just going, you don't have to, you don't have to do this thing, but you actually have to change that little rag thing <laughs> like every two rooms. Okay. Just saying. So never underestimate the amount of time it's going to take you. All right. Most common pitfall. This is a pitfall that will have you in a cycle. Okay. The most common pitfall is that things are not prioritized properly. Okay. Or that when you do your whole system, that you actually don't keep up with it. Okay. So you don't carve out the time each week because other things seem important suddenly, right? Suddenly your, your priorities are shifting kind of like on the fly. I don't know if you've ever done that. Suddenly you get new information and you're like, I can't deviate, but I will. And you, you go the other way, right? Uh, the issue is that it actually takes away from the effectiveness of your planning and efficiency, okay? So your execution is gonna suffer. and you're always going to question, when am I actually going to get this done? Because whenever you sit down to plan it out, you don't come through on your own commitment. So prioritizing can be a beast. And I know that that's an area of opportunity. It comes with practice, but it also comes with actually coming through on your commitments. So your planning system is organizing, prioritizing, and assigning, and then you execute, okay? Assigning to whoever is going to be helping you. If you have kids, start them early. Nathaniel's too. He helps me take the clothes from the washer and put them into the dryer because we do laundry together. Angie, she helps me washing the dishes and drying the dishes. And she also helps me with soothing her brother because sometimes he doesn't like me, but he always likes her. <laughs> so it doesn't hurt to ask for help, okay? It actually is very, very beneficial. Okay, so we've gotten through two systems that you need. The first is your support system. The second is your planning system, okay? You can use a planner as part of your system. It's not your whole system. The last system is gonna be your communication system. Underrated, underrated. So what is a communication system? It's an organized approach to sharing information, point blank. That's all it is. You have to understand what types of information require specific communication methods, okay? So there's going to be FYIs, like, oh, just a quick message to your husband, right? There's going to be something that actually affects someone else in a profound way that requires a sit down, okay? Can't just be texting things that are really crazy and life-changing. And if you do, stop. Please don't do that. And delegation, right? A formal notice with reminders 
for executing and completing, including a confirmation. Okay, that's something that requires uh, sometimes negotiation because people don't like to be taking on extra tasks. So that's a sit down conversation. Okay, unless it's your child, and but also it might still be a sit down conversation if they push back. If you've got a little leader, and they're like, "No, no, I I envision this differently, mom," then it's a sit down, right? A collaboration. Okay. Now, there are uh, two types of communication that I'm going to highlight today, okay? Empathic communication. Empathic communication is basically anticipating needs, okay? And anticipating the feelings of another person seeking to understand and then seeking to be understood. So you first seek to understand the person and understand the feelings that they're experiencing in response to what you're sharing. And then you will seek to be understood, okay? You must know who you're talking to. How you talk to your best friend is not how you talk to your husband, right? How you talk to the introverted person is not how you talk to the extroverted person, right? How you talk to your 14-year-old is not how you're gonna talk to your four-year-old. Though they might benefit from the four-year-old's conversation because it's probably simpler. Know who you're talking to so that you can best communicate with that person. You don't want to talk at them. You want to speak with them. All right. Seek to understand. You're just bridging gaps. Proverbs 15, verse 1 A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Some of us were too rushed, and it produces a harsh word. We just are trying to get our things done. We're too focused on the task and we're not too focused on people. It's time for change, if that's you, okay? Here's that gentle nudge. You could do it differently. Respectful communication is the second. Respectful communication is important with whoever you're speaking to, no matter their age, no matter their role in your life, no matter how many times you've told them respectful communication. James chapter 119, uh, verse 19, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. There is not a person, not a place, not a circumstance that warrants disrespectful responses, reactions, okay? We are image bearers, and if we're going to be Pointing others to Christ, we need to be gentle, right? We need to be self-controlled. The fruit of the spirit needs to be evident. And you're not going to do that by striving, by doing things in your own flesh, right? Thinking back to Jeremiah 17, verse four and five, five and six. <laughs> Here we are recalling things from memory. All right. So before we move on, I want to announce a winner. So you have to be on the call to win. So you being registered is the first step. The second step is going to be being here. So let's take a look over at the chat and I'm going to ask Paige to send me a number from one to 20. Okay. I knew this was going to happen. One of the iPhones won, and I don't know which one. So, <laughs> can you show yourself? 
one of the iPhones. I have no idea who you are. I'm going to ask you to unmute and then just say your name. I'm asking you to unmute right now. What's your name? Okay. I don't know. Do you hear me? Can you, can you speak? Um, I asked you to unmute. This is really interesting. It doesn't say. There's literally two iPhones. Uh-huh. Go ahead. What's your name? I got a direct message. She said her name is Kisha. K-I-S-H-A. Keisha. Hey. Keisha. Keisha, you want a 90-day devotional. And I'm going to be sending it to you. So go ahead and send your mailing address to hello at herrenewedstrength.com. <laughs> and thank you for being here. We appreciate you. All right. The next one, Mary, send me a number from one to 20. The next door prize is a $15 gift card to the Daily Grace Co. All right. Laura from South Carolina, you are getting a $15 gift card to the Daily Grace Co., which is super on time because we're about to start the Habakkuk study and it's from the Daily Grace Co. So if you want to join us, make sure you join. Yay. So Laura, go ahead and email us your address and we'll get that out to you. Actually, we just need your email. So email hello at her new strength and say, it's Laura from South Carolina. Give me my money. Just kidding. The last prize, I'm going to ask Google to give me a number. The last prize is a 20 minute power coaching session with me. Who wants a power coaching session? Who wants it? Who wants it? Who wants it? Who wants it? Okay. Number generator. Let's see. All right. It's going to be Megan. Megan, you won. 20 minutes with me. Are you there? Are you there? All right. If Megan's here, it's yours. Just confirm. Oh, yes. Yay. She said yay. Hey. So email hello at herrenewstrength.com and Mary's going to get you connected with me so that we can figure out when. And it will be live inside of the Facebook group. So if you guys are not inside the community, herrenewedstrength.com forward slash community, make sure you're on the inside of the group. Okay. So congratulations to our three winners. That is very exciting. There's more, there's more just in a different way. So stay tuned. And at the end of all of this, um, I have something special for you. So we're almost done. Okay. Who's ready for more? Who is ready for more? Me, 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 me. All right. I'm going to my notes. These are three tools that you can begin using right now to improve your productivity. All right. What do you think they are? What do you think they are? Let me see it in the chat. If you had to put your Erica cap on, what would it be? You'd be like, hmm, it would be, all right. Jenny says it's a Bible. Girl, that's a life must. That's a everything I'm gonna get. I need to be alive must. 
Horatio Printing, okay, the planner, it might. Um, okay, spreadsheets, <laughs> that's because Michelle knows that I love spreadsheets. I'm not gonna do that to you because I know that it's not for everybody. So I'm just gonna make it clear, no worries. There are no spreadsheets needed here. Um, but if you want a good spreadsheet, I got you. Bonnie says, a planner, a task management system. I feel like Bonnie knows me. Just saying. And then, <laughs> yes, Ellie, in the name of Jesus, it is no spreadsheet. Okay. Ambar says it's a block calendar system. It could be. You could create that, right? And all you need is a notebook. All you need is a paper. Faith Hannon says, click up. I'm not going to confirm or deny. Okay. Michelle, uh, Ambar says highlighters. Yes, absolutely. Michelle Bird says planner and a workflow system. Yes. Jessica saying yes to colorful pens. Lisa Frank. Hello. Welcome. Neon purple and orange. It was like a staple with the hot pink. Don't even get me started. My mom would not buy me Lisa Frank, by the way. I had to start buying it myself when I was like hustling my uncles. I'd be like, yo, I'll clean your house. One room for $5. Total steal. They took advantage of child labor. Not going to name names, but I did use that money for Lisa Frank. And Lisa Frank was life. All right, I'm going to give it to you. The first tool, you probably already have it, is a planner. It is a planner, right? It's a tool and it's a great one. It's literally a planning tool, okay? Here's why it's great. Because you can add your to-do list there because you can identify your top priorities right there from your to-do list because you can literally move those things over into your little calendar view that's on your planner and schedule them, right? You can literally create little boxes of boundaries in your week, okay? I'm gonna show you my planner in one minute. And planners help you to avoid overcommitting, okay? Because if you actually see what you have going on and you're like, hard pass, I can't, I can't nix what I already have committed to, right? Then it helps you to keep that boundary, okay? Now, planners are good for brain dumps, for prioritization, and for organization, but they're not the end-all, be-all, right? Like if you write it in your planner and you make it beautiful, but you never look at it again, then it's just a journal, just a sketch pad, okay? This is my planner. Don't be alarmed. I have a system. I'm telling you right now, your system doesn't need to be like mine. This is my planner. So there are three colors and those are my blocks, okay? They help me identify when I'm doing things. And I, I literally draw out little boxes in here because I won't do family stuff during work stuff and I won't do work stuff during family stuff. That's a boundary, okay? I don't have the same amount of time that I give to everything every day, but when I do give the thing time, it is only for that thing, right? Or for that type of thing, okay? That is for one week. So Jessica asks, is that a week or is that a day? It's a week, okay? I personally like the week view. I used to have planners that were daily views, and then I had to flip through too many pages when I was trying to see what else was happening. And the way that my brain works, I categorize 
everything. So if I was getting new information, I had to categorize it and I needed to flip through too many pages to find the other things that fell under that particular category. I also don't like to put things on my schedule that would suck even more energy from me if I already have a lot going on that day. So that's why I like to see that. There's a method to my madness, okay? Stay tuned. The next tool that will be so helpful as part of your time management system is an e-calendar. And I'm gonna tell you why an e-calendar versus a wall calendar in a second, okay? Some people like wall calendars, and that's great. And I think it's wonderful if you only ever live in your house and never leave. <laughs> but like we go places, right? So if you are married or if you have adult children or children who are like able to be on devices, right? If you are doing things with other people, okay? Virtual calendars, e-calendars like your Apple phone calendar or your Google calendar are going to help you to remain organized and they're going to help to be part of your communication system, all right? The communication, again, really is just going to help you share information. So if you have events that are happening, like today, I have this event happening, I shared it with my husband, even though he's not here, because now he knows that he cannot call me. He should not be calling me right now because it will interrupt and he will not be respecting my boundary. It's communication, right? Other things that you might do, if there's something coming up that you're looking forward to and you want to make sure that you communicate that to your person so that they know not to book anything else in that place, right? Like, hey, I'm going to a concert on Thursday. Even if your, your person is not invited, invite them to the e event, right? To the event on your phone, because that will tell them, oh, I shouldn't try to book a comedy show that day as a date. Like I can't be trying to take my date, my wife on a date if she's going on a friend date. Okay. So this is a way of helping with your communication system. Okay. You can also just block off your own time blocks inside of your calendar so that when you go to schedule something or when you go to agree to something, you open up your phone really quickly and you're like, this actually falls during my work time. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Right. Can we find another time? Or maybe it falls. You get just the date. You ever just get an invite that has the date, but not the day of the week on it. And you're like, I don't know if I can commit. Right. Like, couldn't you tell me what day of the week this was going to happen on? Well, you open up your calendar and you see it falls on Sunday. And where do you need to be on Sunday or Saturday? In the Lord's house. You need to be there. You can't go be going to brunch when you need to be at church, right? Unless you're bringing your Bible and preaching to everybody. Like, let's be real. We have priorities and God is first. Just saying. Okay. The last thing I'm going to give you, super simple, right? And I'm going to, I'm going to explain how I use these together to give you an idea of how you can use them because I'm trying to be generous, is Google Drive. Some of us are not using Google Drive to the max. And I'm going to tell you that I'm not one of those people. You can brain dump there. You can organize there. You can use it as part of your communication system, okay? And my favorite thing to do in there is get my, my family organized. 
for tax season all year. It happens all year. I maximize on Google Drive literally every month just for the purpose of preparing for tax season next year. I'll give you an example. I have a personal folder in my Google Drive. And in that personal folder is medical bills because they're tax deductible, right? Your copays. I have tax receipts for when we donate for all the things that we need for taxes, right? And then I have another folder for actual tax documents like W-2s, 1099s, whatever else these people are asking for all the time. It gets very confusing. And if I don't have it organized, then I stress out for like six hours on a Friday right before April 15th. And it's very, very stressful. I don't like it. So the way that I learned was suffering. And then I was like, I have to do it different. And so now I do. So that is one way that you can do that. And what do you do in Google Drive? You look at the whole folder and you share it with the person who you can share it with, whether it's your accountant, your husband, your mom, whoever you do life with and file taxes with, all right? So that is one way. It's a communication technique as well because it sends an email to the person and then you can send a follow-up email. My husband and I email, it's kind of funny, but we'll be like, please confirm that you received this. And he'll be like, confirm. (laughs) He's in the military. I was in corporate for my whole life. It's the way that it works. You know, you know. So any questions? You guys don't have questions? There has to be a question. All right. My mom can never open a Google file I send her. That's my mom. I love my mom so much. Really don't want to talk about technology with her because it never makes sense. I tell her, you should go to the the Apple store, mom. They will help you in person. She's in another state. Um, What year did I start getting organized, uh, serious about organization? I was always organized. Okay, so I was always pretty organized. The question, I think the better question is, when did I get more efficient and like actually take this organization so that I could be productive? Because like there's, there's organized people. And then there's people who use that organization to like catapult productivity. And that was in 2017 after I had a panic attack. So I had an anxiety attack while I was pregnant. And what happened was I was very, very, very worried about everything I had to do in my corporate job because the, it was never ending. If you've ever worked for a corporation, it really doesn't stop. And, um, basically I got held up at a meeting with a client. I used to do pre-suit settlements. I know it sounds fancy. It's not. It's really tiring. And um, basically, I got held up an hour from my office with a client who I was only supposed to be with for an hour. It ended up being two hours. And then I had two hours of traffic to go back. And in between leaving that person, my meeting with that person and getting to my car, I had a full anxiety attack and collapse. I actually thought I had a heart attack and I was pregnant. So I was like shook. Um, So what really led me, I actually, I used to, you know, struggle with suicidal ideation and things like that. And that was the last time that I ever had a suicidal thought. And I remember crying out to the Lord and saying, this can't happen. I'm either quitting my job or you're showing me how to do this differently because I I can't do this. There's no way that people can be successful at my job and they are, and I'm not like, what am I missing? 
And I started honestly just subscribing to a lot less and getting really still with the Lord and starting to ask questions before I did things instead of just going on autopilot and doing what I thought was right. That was the first part. Um, And then there was a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People that I really loved. And that was a game changer for me. And then I just started going down this like productivity black hole. And not all of it was great because a lot of these people are like dabbling in the new age and it's just a bunch of garbage. But there were some really, really beneficial um, authors like Stephen Covey who just blessed me in a really big way. So yes, people need to not be in stressful jobs if they don't know how to manage stress. It is an incredibly dangerous thing. And I have, I have managed those people. In my last role before I quit, I worked in a very, very high very high stress job, very fast pace. And because I struggle with anxiety, I knew before they even ever said anything that 80% of my team was struggling with some level of anxiety. And the, that job was the kind of job that would have like really exposed you because if you had any weakness in time management, you did not do well. I think that's why I'm so passionate about it now, because once I got that down packed, It brought so much peace and really fulfillment. Like I started killing it at work and I got promoted and I was getting highlighted like on our performance evaluations. Like no one really gets over like a successful and I got over a successful and it wasn't because I was getting the praise from people. It was because I finally like had pockets of time where I could just like read my Bible more and I wasn't rushing through it. And I started understanding that the Lord more and hearing from him more through his word. And it helped me to just be deeper in relationship with God. And I've been able to cultivate that since and continue to really nurture that. So because God is first and because he's been leading me to help other women do the same and put him number one in absolutely everything, literally everything in every way, I have created something very special, something that has taken a lot of time and really been a work of God in me even. And I want to share that with you. It's called On Heaven's Timeline. This is a Christ-centered productivity playbook that helps you get more done, stop worrying about your schedule, and have time for what matters most. And truly what matters most is the Lord and how we honor him in every single thing that we do, our careers, our families, our relationships with our friends, and even in what we do in our own time, like our entertainment choices, either honor or or don't honor God, right? And so what I wanted to really share with you is that this course is not meant to be like a time management Uh, productivity, push whatever thing that the world might want you to do so that you can do more. Yes, you will get more done, but that's not the point. The point is so that you can actually do the right things so that you can worry less about all the ways that you're not going to get it done and have effective systems that help you get the things you commit to done and do them in a way that honors the Lord. All right. It's really been a pleasure to serve you today. I'm very grateful that you're here and that we get to do this together. If you're not inside the community, make sure you head to herrenewstrength.com forward slash community to join us. 
And if you don't already listen to the podcast, go listen. There's so many episodes talking about all the things. And if you piece it all together, you might be able to come up with some stuff on your own for free. So if you don't want to do that, join me inside of On Heaven's Timeline, because that's the point. All right, y'all. We're going to end our time together. Thank you for being here. I'm very grateful for each of you. I can't say it enough, but I really am. I feel like a load is off my back also. I appreciate you. I love y'all. And I am going to hopefully see you inside, right? I'll see you inside on Heaven's Timeline in the student community. And we'll see you for our group coaching, which starts March 1st. You'll get all the details. God bless you guys. Take care.